0: Good morning. morning. My name is Brina Nation. Um, My wife and I have been coming to REC for a few years now. Um, And today I'm going to talk a little about God and nature. God comes alive for me in nature, the soft breeze blowing through my hair, carrying away the weight and worries of moments prior, the warmth of the sun on my face, giving me strength and the earth life, the juts and caverns of Big Bend, land of cooled lava arising almost from nowhere, leaving me awestruck and amazed, the ebbs and flows of rivers feeding the ground and trees and wildlife and people, a summer rainstorm after drought giving way to flowers overnight, leaving me with hope for new life. The trees old and steady, seeing more of history than has been written in our books, withstanding fires and drought and death and wars, waves crashing on the beach, somehow tied to the phases of the moon collapsing in rhythm to my heartbeat. God speaks to me outside in a million colors paint cannot quite capture. I feel her presence around me and am reminded that my life is but a blink of an eye. When I watch storms rage and wind blow over buildings, I am reminded of the power of God. As I watch the seasons change and newness spring from dead or scorched earth, I witness resurrection before my eyes. So many lessons and still quiet truths I know about God are personified for me in nature. It has been a great blessing in my life to see God in creation surrounded by some of life's holy mysteries and it has honestly taught me a lot about god there have been seasons of my life when religion was painful and nature has been my sanctuary and my church constantly reminding me that god is near and powerful and life-giving Nature has also expanded my understanding of God beyond the lessons I have learned in books and sermons. The beauty and vastness of creation speaks to my heart in ways I have trouble putting words to. I feel sometimes like God is communicating directly with my heart when I am outside, translating straight past my big, overthinking, nervous brain, and speaking peace and reassurance and power directly to the parts of me that need it most. In some ways, the sentiments that nature provides for my soul bypass my conscious understanding. It is a thinly veiled place where I feel the presence of God so tangibly that words struggle to keep up a holy mystery speaking directly to my soul. I know some of you know what I am saying. God's presence speaking beyond human understanding and deeper and more real than words can capture. And upon reflection, I think another part of the reason I have such a difficult time putting words to my understanding of God and nature is because some of what I see in creation are the qualities of God that aren't often the focus of church on Sunday morning, many of them qualities society sees as feminine. Perhaps I see these qualities of God outside because our culture has always talked of creation as Mother Earth and used feminine imagery to describe it making it easier for my human mind to comprehend. Regardless, in nature, I see parts of God long lost to a church who calls God almost exclusively Father and Abba and He and Him. And at first, I wondered if this made me a Christian at all as I felt closer to God than ever before I wondered about my place in a church that relied so heavily on a metaphor of a father that did not feed my soul in the same way as nature. So you can imagine my surprise. When I came to know the Bible is full of images of God as forces of nature and people of all genders. There is male and female and even non-gendered terminology used for God, messages long lost to my heart and mind, messages I so desperately need. The first time I read an essay about female imagery of God in the Bible, I felt an undeniable sense of belonging, because I have seen my understanding of God expand in nature, and because I am a feminine person in the church. And denying symbolism of God that reflects femininity sold me short. I didn't feel like I belonged here. And frankly, I still struggle to feel like I can speak these words here. And I wonder if this insistence of using male pronouns for God leads us to forget that women are equal image bearers of God. Are we, as a church, to limit ourselves to one singular depiction of God as our Father? Is that furthering the kingdom of God? Will this help us to push back against the darkness of the world? Or is it perpetuating messages about who belongs in church? After all, saying all are welcome here is very different than we recognize and celebrate biblical traits of God with you in mind. Growing up as a feminine human in a church that exclusively celebrated a male God, not once hearing a female depiction of God, Well, of course, nature has had to be my sanctuary and my church. Everywhere I looked, churches centered men, and the message I received was that somehow they were closest to the image of God. Not only that, but I got the idea that I was inferior, my ideas less worthy, my personhood less holy. Of course I didn't want any part of that. I don't know that God wants any part of that. For me to really stay, for me to feel a personal connection with God and worship alongside you, I have always needed more than one image for God. To find God offered us a range of images in scripture, both delights and despairs me. I am thrilled to hear of god as the sun and water shelter a rock a dove a lion as a woman giving birth and a mistress and a mother i am seen when god is a potter a warrior a ruler a gardener and a friend and i am ravaged with the knowledge that somehow Those depictions became silent footnotes in the Christian tradition I was raised to know. A vastness of God alive in scripture as my understanding of God was stunted by the language church used for her. No wonder I got the impression my God left buildings like this long ago. No wonder I haven't felt like I belonged. Now, I recognize some people prefer an uncomplicated picture of God and exclusively male roles. So maybe you think what I am saying is too much, too soon, too hard, coming from someone who is too young, too naive, too loud, too liberal, too much. But isn't our reading today about using our strengths to further God's kingdom rather than securing our own comfort here on earth? How can I possibly fulfill this when I am too scared to stand up and give voice to what I know to be true because I am afraid of being misunderstood or cast aside? In creation, God screams to me in metaphors and feminine imagery that were long lost to my little heart that was only offered one illustration for God as a father— In creation, the vastness of God comes alive for me. In scripture, the vastness is reflected. And I believe these words must be spoken. So I will speak. For those who feel left behind and forgotten by a singular depiction of God, and if for no one else, then for me because I want so desperately to be a part of this community, but I want more to speak truth and love for those who feel left behind. And I think that is more important than my personal security. I cannot serve my own comfort and God. Maybe this doesn't work for you. Maybe God the Father fills your soul and you don't seek more than that one image. I celebrate that for you, I really do. And I also wonder if a time will come when you need more or want more, and I want you to know if that day comes, God is waiting for you there, infinitely wider and deeper than you can possibly imagine. And if that day never comes, I invite you to remember those of us who need more, the seekers and mystics and wounded and othered whose souls aren't fed by a singular depiction of God because life experiences are too varied to be fed by one depiction, and church is for us too. Our scripture today reminds us to reflect on our priorities and take inventory of how we use our strengths. What priorities do we use to serve God? Is anyone being left behind by a singular depiction of God? Are we spreading God's love to all people or catering to a specific group? And personally, what are our individual priorities? How are we using our personal strengths to further God's love? How does the language we use for God in prayer impact our understanding of God's power and love? Are we so focused on security or money that we never use our strengths for good? Are we just trying to make ourselves a little more comfortable in this life? I can tell y'all there are deep parts of me that wanted to feel a call for a very different message this morning parts full of fear and anxiety that you will reject me and cast me aside. The scripture today reminded me to take the focus off security and place it squarely on spreading the message of God's love. I invite you to join me. Witness the vastness of God's glory. Recognize the parts of God that bypass our human understanding and language. Name the lost biblical metaphors of God in the margins of Bible passages spoken in hushed words. Cast security aside. Because God is so big, my friends. The richness is waiting for us in nature and in scripture. The nuance and texture and vastness of God no one metaphor could possibly capture. I invite you to remember. I challenge you to question and to search. And I am grateful for your witness. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding greet your heart in this place. And may you know the serenity and love of many metaphors for a God who is, and was, and always will be.